The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. song, in fact. Um, there's something magical about that song by Coldplay. Heaven is inside of us all. Um, I'd like to welcome all the listeners tonight. I am so happy that you're here. We have a, I have a very special guest, very dear to my heart. And before I get to her, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the, all of the listeners and all of my friends in fact, that have made this month so incredibly special for me. Um, I, yes, it was my birthday. I'm sure you guys have seen things almost posted every day. Um, about some act of kindness given to me for my birthday. I cannot tell you how loved I feel from all of my friends, people that I don't even know, people I've never even met before. But um, this year was pretty spectacular. I just want to thank everybody that um, has sent me a quick line to say happy birthday. Um, yes, it's still continuing. Yes, people get annoyed by that, but that's okay. Um, I also want to give a little shout out to Susan Pinsky from Calling Out. Please, if you ever get a chance, go to her go to her podcast. In fact, my guest has been on there, and several of my guests have actually been on her podcast. She has it's so fun. It's always fun to go. And we were on that, you know, a few weeks ago. And um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, I also am grateful that this little girl in Manhattan Beach was found. So um, I know that some people knew that she was missing yesterday, but she was found safe. And um, we also had a pretty good, um, uh, we had something happen a few few weeks ago where another girl that was missing in La Jolla, she was also found. And it does take a team to help um, get these girls back home or help with unresolved deaths. Um, but um, other than that, I want to go into who my next guest is, but I just had to say that first. And one last thing, I am going to be gone a lot over the next couple of months between New York. Um, I'm going to Mount Shasta to meet... Joyce Jackson, Raj Munger, um, 
and I'm going with, you know, with my friend Michelle. It is going to be so much fun. I've never been to Mount Shasta. Um, and then after that, I have some things that I'm um, dealing with with television. And then I go to see my dear friend Lisa Williams in Lilydale. So if anyone is around New York that's going to be in Lilydale, I will be attending a class of hers the first week of August. And then I'm, I'll be joining up with my family back east after that um, in the city. So it's going to be a long, fun month ahead of me. But um, with that little... Uh, that little intro of my month, I'm going to go into my next guest. My next guest, who is uh, who is a fantastic uh, doctor, her name is Dr. McDees, Dr. Denise McDermott. She's an adult and child board certified psychiatrist who did her residency at Emory University and her fellowship at UCLA. Uh, and I'm going to go over these awards just because I have to say them out loud because there are so many. <laughs> She has won numerous awards and has held many leadership positions, and these are just some of the highlights. She received the 2014 Leading Physician of the World. She received the 2000 UCLA Physician Recognition Award. She received the Omicron Delta Kappa National Leadership Award. She served as a president of Southern California Child Psychiatric Society in 2005-2006. She served as a chief uh, as chief fellow at UCLA in 2000-2001, and she's been in private practice since 2001. And I want to go over a little bit about her, uh, what she uh, embraces. She embraces Western medicine and combines it with her own intuition to offer the best recommendations for her patients by integrating mind, body, spirit to her, asses- her assessment. She believes that her clients can thrive, and, em- and she empowers them to envision their best self. She does psychotherapy that is a solution focused and prescribes the least amount of medicine, if any, to a patient to be well. She is sought out for mentoring from uh, she sought out mentoring from Dr. Judith Orloff, who is an internationally known psychiatrist, intuitive and energy healer. And at the present time, she is doing a course with Dr. Mary Dr. Barry um, more. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce his last name. I will go over that in a minute when I get her on here. <laughs> the Energy Institute. She has co-led intuition workshops with myself, where linear meets non-linear. She's attended seminars by Thomas John, who we all love. She has been a guest on Calling Out by Susan Pinsky. And she's also, um, she's also with, uh, that also coincides with uh, Psychic Rebel Colby. She's spiritually aligning herself with leaders of thought and intends to help continue the bridge of the realms of science and spirituality. She plans to collaborate with ISP, which is the Institute of Sensory Perception, which we'll go over. And I'm sure I probably left a few things out, but welcome, Denise. Welcome to your spirit hour. I really appreciate you being on my show. How are you? Jen, I am so grateful, and I love you, <laughs> and um, I mostly love helping other people. Thank you for such a lovely introduction, uh, but I just really love being in the moment, and I'm so excited to be on the show with you, and it's Dr. Barry Morgulin. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and actually, um, he, uh, interestingly enough, also trained at UCLA, and he's a gastroenterologist and an internal medicine doctor who 25 years ago wow. realized in UCLA, that boy, I'm doing pretty good here, but what if we could have less people in the hospital? Hmm. And I just thought, wow, when I found out about him, I was like, I really need to take some coursework. He went around the world, and he went to India, he went to Peru, and he landed himself in China. You can click on his link on my website, but he actually studied under um, a master energy healer who had 5,000 years of energy work. So I found it incredibly fascinating that someone with the Western medicine background, I felt like, wow, I really want to get some wisdom from this man. So that's a and, little and bit about on. him. Right. That kind of that actually, no. that actually really bridges sort of, you know, <laughs> our discussion. Right. It actually does. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, right. okay. So there's two ways to find me. Dr. Denise McDermott.com, D R D E N I S E M C D E R M O T T.com. And in with the inspiration and intention of bridging the realms, I have an information site that's going to be kind of expanding um, called Intuition Matters to Dot Me. So just intuition 
matters, M-A-T-T-E-R-S, T-O dot M-E. And it's a beautiful site, by the way. I absolutely love it. And it really does explain a lot about your philosophy and what you are looking into and what you want to do. Um, there's Thank so you. many. There's so many different directions that we can take this conversation, but I, I want to start off with uh, how you became a how you became a doctor. Like, what was your moment as a kid? Or like everybody has their moments, you know. Like I used to love watching stories about crime, and when people connected, when people right. connected from this realm or the other realm, it didn't matter. It just it made my heart sing from a little kid and on. What was it that made you interested in helping others besides that in, that innate you know intuition aspect? Yeah, I think my uncle, my uncle Ray actually was in residency at University of Illinois right at a time when I was in preschool and kindergarten. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing, how he helped people. So I, you know, I was around that and like seeing him in his little doctor coat, but it always (laughs) resonated to help people. And then I grew up in the Midwest. And for those of you listeners that are out there that know anything about the Midwest, there's this really wonderful newspaper column when I was a kid that's called Ann Landers. And (laughs) my mom, are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. Okay. So um, my mom and dad used to always joke when the phone rang. They're like, oh, here we go. It's our little Ann Landers. (laughs) So I, friends would call me and ask me, you know, for advice on all different things. And that sort of evolved into going to medical school. And then medical school, every rotation I did in third year medical school, surgery, emergency medicine, internal medicine, it seemed like a lot of the questions I asked that were the right questions were emotionally based. And I, I just followed what I was naturally, you know, in line with, but I just loved and I just, that's what led me into psychiatry. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. I mean, my daughter is obsessed with, um, what's that show? I know we talked about it yesterday. Um, <laughs> I can't proof? believe it. A show proof? <laughs> no, I actually I love that show proof. In fact, that's one of my favorite that's- shows out there. If you guys have not seen it, listeners, please go, you know, you can watch the last four episodes. It is about a medical doctor. Did you get a chance to see it by chance? Not, not yet. Not yet. How <laughs> can I have it on the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand why with the 100,000 things that you're doing. Um, you know, it has to do with um, McTreamy, that my daughter, the show that my daughter <laughs> likes. McDreamy. Oh, McDreamy. Oh, gosh. You know who I'm talking about now. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, it'll come to us, Jen. It will come to (laughs) us in just a second. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. Um, Okay. But beyond that, I mean, kids get inspired. You were inspired. It's so sweet about your Uncle Ray. And I do. I mean, you can't help it when you see them in their little medical outfit. You know, you can't help but notice that. Um, What I do have to ask you one question when we discuss this. What was it like doing surgery? Like I, if I see the side of blood, and my friends know this, I like want to pass out. But yet I can work on, oh I can work gosh. on homicide so from far away, but not. Yeah. Not that's really funny. When you're for all of you, if there's anyone out here that went to medical school or understands it, it's pretty funny. When you're a third year medical student, you get excited if you get to hold someone's leg during a surgery. So you have to kind of when you're in medical school you're doing the part where you're assisting. So what was it like to be in surgery? It's pretty surreal. Um, uh, Surgeons are very precise. I was definitely, I was able to get an A on my surgery rotation, but I knew I didn't, it wasn't me, it wasn't sort of aligned with me to be a surgeon, but I have high regard for surgeons. Wow. Okay. I can only imagine. (laughs) I can only imagine. Well, after that, so after you were interested in getting to medical school, um, and you went through that whole process. And I mean, it's a, how long did it take? I mean, it takes a long time well, to I get did, Yeah, I did um, four years. Well, first of all, what I'd like to say is I actually feel fortunate that I still was able to work hard and play harder. I think it's incredibly important when you pick a profession that you love, that you're actually still able to have fun along the way. So I'm very proud of that. Um, uh, I did four years of undergraduate and I studied biology. And then I did four years of medical school at Creighton University. Um, It's a Jesuit university in Omaha. And then I did my adult psychiatry at Emory University for three years. 
And then I did my child psychiatry for two-year fellowship at UCLA um, right there, right here in Westwood. So four plus four plus eight, eight, 13 years after high school. But it didn't feel like 13 years because what I was, I mean, it was just what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And by the way, by the way, it's Grey's Anatomy. It was Patrick Dempsey. That's okay. so funny. Sorry, had to get that out of That's there. That's okay. I was going to look it up for you if you didn't. But I, I want <laughs> I to be can't. present in the moment. I'm trying to tell people, don't do it. Don't look it up, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's it. cute. I, I love could it. Not, I could not. She's watched every single show. It's hilarious. She's determined. Right. I'm like, go to school as if you're going to be a doctor because that means you'll get the best grades. Do it. You know. Um, so okay. So, so after following this, this thread... Of, and for pe- listeners that are just um, tuning in, this is I'm speaking with Dr. Denise McDermott, and we are discuss- We're going to get to the discussion topic of bridging the gap and what we're doing and what you're doing in particular to help bridge science and spirituality. But for now, I'm going into just the basis, the foundation that you've created, and 13 years of school later, um, why you know with the like. The work that you're doing and what you've integrated without, with just that knowing, right? Mm-hmm. With just knowing to get the, your, you believe in getting people quick, people better, faster and quicker. And you use the least amount of meds and you really give them, you don't just give them, you give them tools to live their life. And you've been doing that since I've known you. Right. And, and so well, what, go ahead. No, I guess what I think, I think I know what you're getting at. I mean, what's been interesting, and for all of you listeners out there, first of all, I want to say thank you so much if you're listening to this live or if you're going to listen to this later, because you all matter and you're all going to be helping us. So I just want to make sure I say that. (laughs) And then I I think um, what I've realized, kind of, I don't know how many other people can relate to this that are listening is that I had been, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about intuition and we're going to talk about a lot of different words and hopefully we're going to have better words and better semantics, you know, in the next 10 right. years. But looking right. back, I, I did, I value my science. I value my Western medicine. I value the scientific method, but right. I do not feel like people are their symptoms, their target symptoms. I feel like people, I really love this because I've been doing so much reading voraciously. I really do agree with we are our thoughts. Yes, I and agree so, with that too. So when, we meet, when I meet someone, I feel like, you know, for the last, since 2001, I've been in private practice, but then I had five years of training. So I had, I've been doing psychiatry for 19 years. So I'm connecting, and you are too, we all are. When we meet right. another person, we're connecting with their soul. Right. It depends on what discipline we're in and, and what kind of, I guess one could say, what costume we're in is so, you know, from the spiritual way of looking at it in, in this physical right. realm, right? <laughs> right. Um, so what really has happened is I've been using my, oh, are you depressed? How much have you slept? How much have you eaten? No, <laughs> I ask all the questions, but I don't do that right away. I actually really, the first thing I ask people when they come to see me, because first of all, when you say the word psychiatrist, much like when you say the word psychic, for right. everyone, they bring up lots of different feelings. You know, people are like, oh, my gosh, am I nuts? Am I going crazy? <laughs> you know, and also, the, right. uh, funny enough, can you read my mind, right? <laughs> so right. I think the first step of when someone comes to see me, I really just want to connect with who they are. And I work with children, teens, and adults. And one of the first things I ask them is, Whose idea was it for you to come here? Like, <laughs> interesting. Like, interesting. so depending on the age, you know, was it, you know, for the adults, I usually know that it was mostly there. Right. But I also kind of check in with them. Like, how does it feel to actually be here? And mm. like, what percentage for kids? Like, was this your idea, your parents, or was it both? Because then right away, they're engaged in feeling empowered to be their truth. Like, this is for them. They made the decision. Not like, I'm going to be a facilitator of their wellness, but they need to come from a place of empowerment, in my opinion, from the beginning. So I think what I do is I really, truly mean, if you go to my website and I talk about I focus on wellness, not illness, I do that. And I do that in the words I use. And I didn't really realize because once you start looking and studying all different disciplines or looking at the crossovers, they're like positive cognitive thinking, you know, let's just talk about we are thoughts. So, so, so when you start a relationship with anyone, whether it's business, medicine, law enforcement, you're really connecting with that person. Right. And if you have that connection, 
then the doors are open because people feel safe, they feel secure, and they're going to truly tell you what's going on so that you can best help them. And of course, I have to have the framework that I do value in science of, is this major depression? Is this generalized anxiety? But I I think the other thing I've been really kind of owning lately is truly the mind-body-spirit piece. Right. And I think even the word spirit for people, people could get freaked out by that. Oh, my gosh, religion, <laughs> crosses, what are you going to do to me? Right? Um, but, right. but we but, both, for, we're, go ahead. I, what was interesting is when you said and you connect, I'm sorry, I just have to interject, the same thing happens to me in a different way because I won't read people that aren't open. I would never do that. You know me, Denise. Oh, yeah. I would never do that. They, I would never, ever... First of all, I have no, you, you don't, I don't break the universal laws. The universal laws are that you do not, you don't go in and try to read somebody's head when they don't want, you just don't do that. It's just, it's A, stupid, and B, it's not, you shouldn't do it. But when it comes to somebody that's open and you're connecting, like even though they don't give me information, I have to go in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's that openness that makes you connected. And I just wanted to tell you that because that's what you said when, you know, when we were just talking, that that openness, you're able to connect and then you're able to figure it out. You know, that connection allows them to get, allows you to get all the information. And yes, that's so beautiful. And what you just said yeah. and what I just said is another great example of bridging the realms. That would be like a chapter that all of us out there, or you and I, or someone's going to write. But we really, the you know, it's actually really the same. And that's what's so beautiful. There really truly is a oneness. When you look across disciplines, we have different words for different things. But semantics, it's really relating to another person. Right, right. It's getting to, it's relating to them on their, at their most, not at, at their state of being open. And I don't want to use the word vulnerability. Again, you're saying your words are, you know, your thoughts become who you are. But at the state where they are accepting um, whatever it is that they're looking for, which is part of that connection and part of that oneness. It's fascinating. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I love it. No, I'm probably going to interrupt. I love it. I love you interrupting me. So can, can I say another great example out there? Because of what yes. I do and being a child psychiatrist, and I did train at UCLA for child psychiatry. I did the ADHD expert clinic when I finished up. And ironically, I need to share this with you. I don't even think you know this. I had gotten into USC. I was going to get triple boarded in forensics. Oh, and wow. so I was going to be an adult child in forensic. Um, psychiatrist. I got into the fellowship, but I followed my intuition because I was doing some work. I was moonlighting in some maximum security prisons. And I really, and I really, I did that. I threw myself in Corcoran prison where actually um, Charlie Manson is. And I actually said, I'm going to go there, throw myself into some work in prison and see kind of, do I want to go down this criminal pathway? What's going to be aligned with me? And then I made the decision that I wanted to focus on wellness, that I wanted to focus on kind of getting people when they're in a good place. And I thought my energy would better be used just sticking with adult and child psychiatry. And if I was going to do forensics, I'd be an expert witness. So I, I, that was part of my path, but I ruled that out. And I used my own feeling like what's really what aligns with what, what I want to accomplish. And I think that's important for all of us. Um, yes. But back, back to seeing someone, you know, if I see a kid what you, with, with, that has ADHD, you know, oh my gosh, no, no one, no, you know, labels are good to help, but they're not good to make someone feel ill or feel like they're messed up. Okay. So when I see these kids with ADHD, they're so bright here in the South Bay, you know, and also all these entrepreneurs, I actually do this really fun thing. It depends on the kid after they tell me like, Oh, I really want help with focus. or I really want help with this. I have them state what they want help with. I ask them. Wow. So when their parents come in, they say, Oh, I say, well, do you want to tell them or do I want to tell them? And they'll be like, no, I want to tell them. So, okay. Some of them don't, but they're like, no, I want help with focus. I want to get, do better in school. And then oftentimes, which, you know, we're so fortunate, we've had our little iPhones. I will actually look up like the 10 most successful people that have ADHD. And then we'll look at all these wonderful people so that they don't feel like my life is over. I've got this label now. It's more like, how am I going to thrive? Right. Do you remember, do you remember what I sent you? I, there was a car right in front of me that had a license plate. It was a Range Rover, a brand new Range Rover. And it said, ADHD, 
dude. <laughs> and I almost got an accident, like a shiny ball, <laughs> oh, taking, a, taking a picture of this license plate because I thought, oh my gosh, it's so perfect. I need to send this to her because I'm like, maybe she can use it. You know, it was just ADHD, so proud, like talking about label proud, like being very proud. Um, ADHD dude, but anyway, um, I do believe that with your practice and how you treat, you don't treat it as an illness. You treat it, you, you get people better, quicker and faster and you're doing it even more. I mean, you've always done it fast, but now you're integrating so much more. And I want to go into the integration process a little bit. And for, again, for everybody that's just tuning in, this is, I'm with, I'm Jennifer Schaefer. You can find me at jenniferschaefer.com. J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And my guest is Dr. Denise McDermott. And you can find her at Dr. Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, McDermott, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T.com, or intuitionmatters2.me. And so with that, when, we, when we're looking at our collaborations um, and listeners, we have we have actually done uh, a few workshops together on intuition. Um, we both are interested in how everybody uses their intuition and where they where it started, like not just how they use it, but where it began and what their thoughts were about, like some like you said, some people get very scared about certain words. And right. we're trying to be semantics crushers. Right. We don't want people to be afraid of spirit and think of crosses or, oh, I can't look into stuff because, you know, a lot of people, you know, I find it interesting that people believe in an afterlife, but they can't talk to the afterlife. That, right. that would mean you're going to hell. That's always kind of hit me a little wrong. But um, in order to get rid of this and to allow people to come into their own, just like I believe when I meet with somebody, I always want them, I give them the tools to tap into their own because everybody has it. They just don't know they're connected to it and everybody's connected to it at different stages of their lives. Go ahead. So, so Jen, I just want to interject. What you just said is exactly when I'm working with a child, teen or adult, I want them to know because oftentimes in history, there was this big discrepancy, like a subservancy, like a doctor-patient relationship where a doctor was pretty much put on a platform, like what the doctor says goes. And so right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't disrespect the concept of authority and the need for, you know, Mr., Mrs., doctor. I think that's really nice at times. However, <laughs> the way people relate more is when you get to their level and you hear what they want from being with you. And then when you do that, they are also being given permission to become the best version of themselves because they're doing it too. And that's what I l let people know. You're making the choice to come see me. You're making the choice for me to be in your life. And if indeed, you know, of course, I always want the least amount of meds. Everyone knows that. In fact, that's a big part of my reputation in the South Bay that right. I will definitely. And I also want kids and teens to be out um, playing soccer. I don't want them hanging out in the psychiatrist's office. Okay. <laughs> it's just not where I want people to be. So I, I agree with what you just said about people kind of facilitating their own wellness. You said it in your terms, but I, I love it. So keep going. Well, well just, well, just, it, it goes along, it goes along with what you, what you, when you talk to children, um, when you tell them, okay, I want you to put meditation in your you know, start off with meditation. If it's just 10 minutes to help you with your focus, like you give them tools, just like I give adults tools and vice versa, um, just to help them along their path. And I know med meditation is used in a whole different range, but it really, kids get it. They've heard it enough that they get it. So I just, I want to honor that, that process of yours. Um, do you want to discuss? Wait, I do want to discuss. Can I say something since this is a good time? You just talk about, talked about sure. children. I loved it. And by the way, listeners, Jen and I were fortunate enough to go celebrate. Um, well, let's just say we celebrated the Dalai Lama's 80th birthday together by attending a global peace summit. And it was ph phenomenal. Yes. And I, I really wanted to do that because of what I'm thinking about. I just love to get inspired. And really, when you just talked about children and meditation, Jen, what if, from an educational standpoint and a parental standpoint, everyone could start with looking at the world in the terms of wellness and truly owning it, like the best nutrition, the best meditation? And then I was thinking if all the schools kind of came with a, what's the one kind thing you did today? 
Right. right. What's the one grateful thing you were grateful for today? And just make that an everyday part of a child's life with meditation. Can you imagine how much we can raise the vibration of this planet if we did that alone? Versus screaming at them if they're in your own children? Yes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm at home doing this interview. We almost had my six-year-old that's a wild man like leave the home. So I was like, well, if he starts screaming and pounding on the door, I'll be a very real person. So, yeah. I <laughs> oh, my okay. goodness. So you're All about right. to ask about collaboration and bridging? Yes, collaboration and bridging. I actually want to get... Why don't you give your insight of why you want to do that or what has made your journey, like with Thomas John, with several other, um, you know, Judith Orloff, um, what has made you interested in collecting data and collect your boyfriend, by the way, collecting data and collecting information, which I think is you should do. I think everybody should do anyway if they are doing that. But what is your reasoning? What is your passion behind it? Okay, well, um, in 2012, I, you know, I, I, I didn't realize that this was intuition, but I actually realized when I, I'm just going to go for it, Jen, you're a a big part of this whole process. And I think what happened um, for me is there was a time when you had wanted some help for a family friend. And I think you know the the laws of the universe. You're not supposed to just sort of go up to someone and read them. Just like I'm not supposed to, when someone's tapping on things in the airport or doing something, I'm not supposed to go, oh, I think (laughs) it's a CD and you should go, or you have a tick disorder. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like when you had come, and I know you did this for the greater good of helping someone you cared about um, or a friend, you basically told me some things about me that there's just no way you could have known you couldn't have looked these things up and you didn't do it in a way that was unkind you did it for all the right reasons and I had also run across someone that was an intuitive outside of my practice and then I'm just going to cut to the chase I mean then I did this interview and if you're first of all for all of you that are just jumping on, we all, this is no big mystical thing. We all have intuition. We all can tap into it. But some people, like the Jennifer Schaefer's, the Joyce Jackson's, the Thomas John's, the Colby's, and everyone at BAP and everyone are like the Michael Jordans of intuition, <laughs> right? So then we're also, I think, as a, as a human species, if you're meditating more and you're evolving more, we're all going to be tapping more into this. This is just part of an evolution that I believe that's happening. So as a doctor, if you are going to bring a child to my practice and you're saying, wow, they have ADD, they have blah, 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 and then you're telling me, but yes, they also are very tuned in with their intuition, you know, and they're able to possibly connect with another realm, you know, what am I supposed to do as a psychiatrist, you know, label them schizophrenic or bipolar straight off the bat? I don't think so. Especially with the information that you were able to give and sort of like light bulb went on for Denise McDermott. And I basically, you know, I did do this. This is part of getting data and scientific method. I didn't want to just jump to any conclusions. And at the time I had a a newborn baby that I was a sole adoptive mom, but I was actually calling, hopefully you guys are going to get a kick out of this that are listening. I called probably 20 to 40 different of those one lines, and I couldn't call 200 because I just didn't have the time to do like my own little study. And I even talked to you about the ways like that we could possibly set this up. But what I did do is I collected enough experiential data by doing that, by doing coursework. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I better find MDs that know about this. So then what I did was I contacted Judith Orloff and I've had like about five hours of supervision with her, but I'm a pretty quick study. I've read her books and I went to her beautiful workshop in Esalen. By the way, Judith, Orloff, thank you so much. You're an absolute. I called mm. you a maverick of compassion on Twitter. Um, I mean, <laughs> you kind amazing. of you kind of went for it, and thank you for that for all of us out there. So fortunate that I'm here in the LA area, and that we have UCLA and Judith Orloff. So you go straight to the top. You get supervision on stuff like this. So Jen, I did not want to misdiagnose someone. Right. I wanted to understand the best version of someone. Whether you know, I. You know, interestingly enough, I have, you know, teens that come out, you know, that they're gay, that they're transgender. It was awesome 
that Caitlyn Jenner just came out because it was exactly what someone in my practice was dealing with. I was like, thank right. you. So right. when we're talking about intuition, and by the way, um, I mean, maybe you could tell them the story about our whole office thing. But so basically, um, Jen, that was a long answer, but hopefully you all followed it. I did not want to misdiagnose someone who has a gifted level of telepathy and intuition. And then I wanted to make sure I learned the difference between what a psychic is, what a medium is, what this is. And, you know, of course, I don't have a doctorate in spirituality, but I am exposing myself. And also, by the way, following my own intuitive hits of how to get the knowing um, to make sure that I properly understand a child, teen or adult so I can help them. That was so beautifully said. Actually, it, it, um, it, you helped that little girl that was misunderstood, like in my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like how I felt as a little kid, not feeling like I belonged or not understanding it by seeing things. You are bridging that gap. Um, I am with Dr. Denise McDermott. We are going to take a little break um, with somebody who we both, op- we both absolutely adore, Rayvon Owen. Um, we're going to be playing his song, Air. And with that... We'll see you just in a few minutes. Great. I don't know what we ever had. The memory of our love is like a ghost inside my head. We're just two strangers in a bed. The love we Together is hanging by a thread. We let the lights burn out. We've got nothing left to talk about. We know the clock is counting down. There's nothing that we can do.
listening to your Spirit Hour on Shea Parker's Best of the Best with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jenniferschaefer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit, Jennifer Schaefer. I love my little Brett. Um, I always jump in a little too early to say the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, you were back on air. We were back on air with Dr. Denise McDermott, um, a very uh, valued uh, a medical doctor here in the South Bay, as well as all over, you are you are in high demand. I must say, um, we were we just finished up discuss you know discussing how you how you've kind of set your path and what you know with us talking about that you know like a family friend and me discussing some things with you so you would know the added things that are that this child was dealing with. Um, it kind of set you on this path, and it really—it's not that you got set on this path. That it is your path that you just like you do everything, Denise. <laughs> there is no holding back. It's like holding back a, a lion. You cannot hold back a lion from a piece of meat. You just—you are—you <laughs> are definitely a force to be reckoned with, and that's what I love about you. You're like, I, you know, anything that you're interested in, you'll know a hundred thousand different things about that thing if you're interested in it, because that's just the, that is just who you are in research. And when you gathered this research and you realized, you know, and you looked at this as being the best doctor for your clients and for wellness and how you could be the best doctor by combining your, combining what you understand about things. And you, in fact, we just talked about a quote that um, we heard when we uh, were listening to the Dalai Lama and one of the doctors that was there. Why don't you go ahead and, introduce that. Okay, this is pretty wonderful. So we're at the Global Peace Summit and Paul Ekman, Dr. Paul Ekman, who has been voted one of the most hundred influential people in psychology, who is dear friends with the Dalai Lama. Um, And by the way, I did my research on that after (laughs) he said that. And it turns out the Dalai Lama is like, yeah, we were brothers in another lifetime. (laughs) And Paul Ekman's all about Charles Darwin. He's like, well, we have the DNA that we've had for these years. So so they figured out a way to kind of work with it, right? right? So what he said at our conference was, I have learned that are that there are important by the way I recorded this so I actually wrote this down <laughs> I have learned that there are important palpable phenomena that science doesn't yet understand the fact that we do not understand it does not mean it is not real mm-hmm. and that's 15 years working with the Dalai Lama and they have uh, the atlas of you know, they have a, a publishing coming out together in October. So I just think that that really says a lot about the bridging of the realms. And I loved it that a psychologist said that, you know, right there on stage. So I had to share that because that, yes. that isn't aligned with what I, what I, what I'm intend to do and I'm doing. And then all of you out there are going to help us. And so part of you and I, with our journey, we've, we've experienced several things with, um, Working with with people separately with our own practices, like you send you would send people to me, for instance, and you would they had they would research me, of course, and everything else. But you would tell them not to tell me, oh. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to know anything, as you know. Well, do you want and, me just to do you want me to jump in and just I know what you're yeah, getting. Go ahead. At. Okay, yeah. so basically, for everyone that's listening out there. Um, I've, you know, I've learned the method of the best way that Jennifer or an intuitive gets the most, by the way, I'm using the word intuitive and not psychic and not medium, not to be offensive to anyone, but Dr. Judith Orloff, we actually, we paid for a group supervision and with our intention to open up more minds and open up more doors and use the correct semantics, I'm, I'm using the word intuitive. So I know that there's a lot of different meanings that I don't want to offend anyone out there. I'm doing it for a reason. Okay, so basically, just like when someone comes to see me as a psychiatrist, they're like, oh, will you talk to the therapist before? Will you talk to this person? I say no, because I want to get my true first look at what I think's going on before I listen to anyone else. 
So I explain that. I explain that to people when I'm referring them to you. And the way it comes up from a mind, body, spirit is, of course, you don't mention something to someone if it's, unless it's going to resonate with them. So I know intuitively, and I also have questions I ask, you know, if it would resonate. And people are like, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in spirit. I believe. So then I'm like, okay. And if I think that we've done as much as we can psychologically in spirit, and I think that there might be something that, and that, by the way, I think everyone can benefit from seeing an intuitive. I don't think it has to be because there's an issue. But when I think it's an appropriate referral, I actually say, don't even, like I give jenniferschafer.com, I say, don't even say you know me. Don't even, right. don't even give the least amount of information right. because then she's able to connect in a very clear way to spirit because then you're less likely to put your own, the human element projection onto it. So right. I explain that to people. So I've referred to Jennifer. These are all the ways we work together. I've referred to her. She's referred to me. Um, and we've also had one client that wanted to have a group meeting with us after we had met with them individually. So we actually had a joint intuitive and psychiatry session where I did the psychiatry part, she did the intuitive. And then of course, everyone out there, we're all intuitive. So of course I have intuition, Jen's, you know, (laughs) but but I did, I kept the MD hat on. And then we decided that we wanted to do some groups, but we also knew that there needs, I have to do some surveys or keep some data because, you know, I'm a Western medicine trained doctor. I value that. So whenever I'm going to work with Jennifer or anyone, I have to get the data. And so if someone like Dean Radin of the Noetic Science Institute, he can do more of the really intense studies. And by the way, everyone out there, I do not think everything in science can can truly. I agree with Paul Ekman's comment. I think that there's realms or things about other realms that aren't going to fit in the linear scientific model. But in the world we live in, we have to gather the data. Right. So. even uh-huh. our friend, even our friend, Dr. Drew, you uh-huh. know, also said that he also was, you know, told us that, um, it's important that your job is very important to collect this data. And, you know, we got to, we only have like four minutes left. So we got to oh put goodness. some, <laughs> I know, I know. So time Insta- time. Do you want to talk about Institute of Sensory Perception? I do. I do. Um, and go, why did, so part of our journey is, you know, going making getting this out the way that it should go out and how we can bring together the the medical field in feeling confident in in what they're doing intuition wise correct is that a good way to say it yeah i would say so i think a lot of people the word intuition for a medical doctor is already a lot so you kind of have to meet your audience where they're at right so right did you want to jump into isp or yes yes the institute the institute of sensory perception was brought to us by Joyce Jackson, which you have met, and it is it is a vehicle that's a non it's a nonprofit organization that eventually we look at is look at it to be a university. It will be a university for people to come and learn, and it's through some some a method. You know, this is just one aspect of it: remote viewing and how to remote view. And I know that there's a just like the word terminology psychic and the terminology psychiatrist like. It, sometimes people are going to have a bad connotation towards it, but this is spiritually based. It's something that people can learn without the stigma of other aspects of it. And it's going to be used for good. It's going to be used for like two doctors, for instance, that, for, that have a patient that they can't figure out what's wrong, what's wrong with this patient. They can use this technique and actually go in you know, and figure it out and collaborate on it. And it's just, it's, it's been proven. It's been documented. It's just—it's very, very exciting, and that's going to be something that we will, you know, be—we will be having workshops through ISP. Um, what did you just, you know, I guess in—we just have a couple I minutes left. Okay, I can go for it. So, how you want me to say how, what yeah. I think, like how I met Joyce and everything? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, first of all, Joyce, hello, if you're listening. Um, just like we were talking about gathering data or experiential or our process, before I met Joyce, I was like, who is this Joyce Jackson? So, I read up about, about Joyce. And of course, when you're going to consider working with any institution, you've got to know who the players are. So what I loved about Joyce when I met her on June 25th, I loved how logical she is. I love how smart she is. I loved her story, which is important. All of our story is important. I got to learn about 
her evolving intuition, her evolving wisdom, how right. she met Robert Rich, and what right. their vision and what their path was. And I really, truly believe that they're aligned with goodness, and right. that this Institute of Sensory Perception, the term sounds a little bit like do-do-do-do, but really, it's an absolute gold mine to have someone like Joyce be the founder, Joyce Jackson, and then Robert Rich, and then have what I'm going to say now, this quote's perfect, because I want to be aligned with leaders of thought, and I believe that's what ISP represents. There's going to be some evolving procedure of the remote viewing, but the real goal then is for people to then establish groups and leaders of thought for the good of the world, whether it's business, medicine, education, right? Right. And this is what's beautiful. Dr. Dyer and Esther Hicks in the book, Co-Creating at Its Best. Here we go. This is about aligning with the masters. Okay. They're talking about earth. They're talking about people. Everything that you are interested in, they're interested in. They're eager. You see, this physical time-space reality is the leading edge of thought. Humans often think that this is just a trial ground and that heaven is where it's at. But no, this is the leading edge of thought. This is where it manifests. This is where it's at. Then I love this. I sent you this via text. I love Earth, this. Earth is crammed with heaven. So I think ISP, and I, by the way, there's other organizations that are amazing. I don't like to make right. any one thing, you know, but I believe that right. ISP is aligned with having leaders of thought come together for the greater good. And that is about thriving. So Jen, do you want to add I, anything there? You know what? We have to go. We're all out of time. But I want to thank you, Dr. Denise McDermott. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And if you need, you know, please visit her website at drdenisemcdermott.com or intuitionmatters2.me as well as I, you know where to find me. You can find okay. me at Best American Psychics or jenniferschafer.com. Thanks, okay. you guys. Thank you. Thank you for spending the past hour with psychic medium Jennifer Schaefer, your translator of spirit. Join Jennifer the second Tuesday of every month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best as Jennifer brings you your spirit hour. Find Jennifer at jenniferschaefer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And also at bestamericanpsychics.com, where Jennifer earned the prestigious 2014 Psychic of the Year Award. Jennifer thanks all her listeners and encourages you to remember love. <laughs>